episode number 73, GT350 vs. Camaro SS. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. It should be another good episode this week. We've got a whole list of things we're going to talk about, plus a ton of voicemails. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be cool. This is going to be really cool. We, yeah, we yeah, a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, Like you said, let's see here. We're going to talk about that Shelby. Is it Shelby? No, it's just Mustang. <clears throat> GT350, it's not, yeah. It's not Shelby, right? Yeah. Mustang GT350 versus Camaro SS. Somebody is, um, well, we'll get into it. And then somebody else is doing some more shenanigans by stealing a quarter million dollars worth of Camaro wheels. <laughs> Did you say so expi- shenanigans? I said shenanigans. <laughs> um, we do have some voicemails to talk about. We promised we'd talk a little bit about aftermarket air intakes, uh, LS Fest, uh, and a bunch of other cool stuff. It's going to be a packed show. Yep. Um, so let's, <clears throat> let's get into it here. Uh, somebody posted this video. Uh, somebody had a, a Mustang GT350, and somebody had a Camaro SS, and apparently they've been doing a little bit of that there street racing. Yeah. Our good buddies over at Camaro News posted this, and I watched it, and, and I left kind of scratching my head, going, mm-hmm. huh, okay. First off, it's you know obviously an illegal street race because the uh, the people are blurred out. Um, two, it appears that neither of them know how to drive their car. <laughs> I will, I will say that they're. Uh, so I, I don't know. I <clears throat> the Camaro wins too. The Mustang wins too. And the Mustang, uh, when they're at a dig, and a, at a, the Camaro walks away from it. And when they're rolling, uh, the Mustang seems to uh, start putting some lengths on the Camaro. But not much, not much, but still does for sure. I don't know. <sighs> You know, I, I don't either. I mean, it's hard to tell, especially with the faces blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see if they're enjoying or not enjoying. But uh, it's been a long time since, since we said we don't advocate or promote any sort of illegal street racing. And, well, this is no exception. But I don't know. But does it mean that they're just pretty evenly matched? It depends on the circumstances. I mean, most legal races are at the drag strip. And therefore, True. the Camaro would win those. True. If it was from a dig, yeah, that's what it looked like because, you know, maybe the Mustang guy doesn't know how to, maybe he had a stick and the guy in the Camaro had an automatic or vice versa. I can't really tell. I hear uh, the, the tires barking when they go from a dig, so that that still could be an automatic transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, just hard to tell, man. Uh, I guess that, that what it comes down to is something that we talked about in our voicemail that we had last week. Yeah. Um, it, it, the cars seem very evenly matched when it comes down to it. It's not like one is just destroying the other. Well, kind of from a dead stop, the Camaro really does pull immediately, but the Mustang still can hold its own. It doesn't, it doesn't continue to widen the gap. Mm-hmm. I, it comes down to drivers. I would like to see those two unnamed people switch cars. And do it again. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, could try that. 
if if you're listening to this, was it Bad Bow, Bow Tie Productions is claiming credit to it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, On YouTube. Do it again. Let's see here. Do it again, but switch drivers, and then we'll see what happens. I think that would help us understand if it's driver or car. Uh, I want to see what other videos they put out here. Let's see. Uh, one's called an OMG eight nine second one thousand horsepower turbo G eight. Uh, the Shelby GT three fifty first twenty sixteen Camaro SS. Coyote hunting. Uh, Cammed 5th gen versus stock 6th gen Camaro. So they got some decent videos here. I'm definitely I'm going to check out their channel. Yeah, cool. So what do you guys think? Chris, you're going to link this up in the show notes. Yep, I sure am. Guys, go watch the video and let us know what you think. Does the uh, the guy in the Camaro not know how to drive or the guy in the Mustang or both? Well, actually, according to the video, it is a Shelby GT350. I think I don't think they come from Ford that way. I think it does come from Shelby so, or, or whatever. I I, clearly, I don't know my Mustangs, and why Why would I? <laughs> exactly. But, yes, according to the video title. Okay. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of this? It's kind of an interesting one. It's not too often we've had videos that were this polarizing. Usually it's just a Camaro destroying the Mustang and leaving the <laughs> owner to cry and lose his money. Um, so, all right, cool. Let's see here. Not a bad video for what it's worth. At least... At least the camera angles were good. You know, they, they suction cup GoPros to the sides of the cars and, and, and all that. That's true. That's true. So, at least we got that. Yeah. At least we have good good uh, production quality. <laughs> Would watch again. Yeah. All right. So uh, there's a dealership. I don't remember where it's at. Chris, you might. That uh, had uh, apparently, it was just one dealership, right? Yes. One dealership here. Must have had a crud load oh. of Camaros on the lot because apparently some thieves came in and stole every single wheel off every single Camaro. I think it was not only the Camaro, but all the cars. Oh, all of them. I think so. It says, uh, uh, I found this on road and track, but this has been shared all over the place yesterday. It says, even behind a locked gate, it appears cars aren't entirely safe. Unfortunately, Peltier Chevrolet in Tyler, Texas, Found that one out the hard way when thieves stole the wheels and tires off 48 cars in its lot. 48 cars. That doesn't take like a couple minutes. No. Uh, it says automotive news reports that security cameras at the dealer show a van pulling up around 1.30 a.m. Sunday. The thieves managed to knock out the lights and the spotlights illuminating the lot, then cut the locks on the gates behind the dealership. Over the next... Four hours, they made off with $250,000 in wheels and tires. Four hours. Can you imagine driving down and see... Like, cars yeah. themselves were left on blocks with lug nuts scattered all over the place. But as you can imagine, thieves weren't particularly careful with the cars and several appear to have been damaged. We'll go through and do a full safety inspection, get the wheels and tires replaced, and we've contacted our insurance agency, uh, Company uh, David Bates, the dealership's general manager, told Automotive News, it's rough, but we'll get through it. The thieves didn't just target the most valuable wheels either. They hit relatively inexpensive Camaros and Traverses with wheels that Bates described as nothing out of the ordinary. So someone oh. was just looking to hit all these cars. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, can you imagine going coming into it like your work the next day and the cars you're selling and Guess what? Uh, yeah, we, we can't sell anything today because all the wheels and tires are gone. 
that puts them out of business for a long time. It does. That's a that's a lot of wheels to reorder and have to have come in, and not to mention any damage done to the vehicles when they were dropped onto the blocks, and especially brand new vehicles. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's bad news all the way around. Yeah. Well, well, Chris, you were you were a victim of something very similar to this many years ago. Ugh. Your Camaro was violated. <laughs> it sure was. Oh my god, uh, that was a living nightmare. Yeah, my my car, along with a whole bunch of other cars. Got their wheels and tires stolen. Uh, they stole my whole custom stereo system out of the back. Your Craco <laughs> car stereo. That was my Lanzar system, man. Then Lanzar doesn't even made anymore. They busted your car alarm. They busted the car alarm. They stole my Valentine one. They stole my Hypertech programmer with my custom supercharged program. Oh, that was that was not fun. That was not fun. Ugh. Yeah, but, you know, just goes to show you can never be too careful with your stuff, even if you're a major dealership. Exactly. And then I had to fight with my insurance company to get them yeah. to replace it all. We um we had to put together kind of an online... Blog. Um, s- smear? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the right word is. It was kind of like, I, it was like blogs before like a blog even existed. I did a day-by-day right. thing of my experiences with... Everywhere from dealing with my insurance company to trying to get everything replaced, and and ugh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And that it took was a while. When, when you bitched on the internet, you yeah. got people's attention. I did. Not everybody's on the internet. Didn't the president of the insurance company fly in to sit down with you and get it straightened out? He didn't fly in, but he's the, the my insurance company's a local company. But he called oh, me. He flew in. No, he called me, and um. We we definitely hashed it out, and he got it he got it right. So, I mean, I had to go to the absolute top person at the insurance company, but they made it right with me. So, yeah, but you had to you were pretty much forced to because they were what they wanted to replace everything with stock. Yeah, yeah, so they so they wanted to put a stock radio in. I was like, um, yeah. Uh, when I put this in, I, I sent you guys the receipts, you know, and. Added this on as a rider, and they're like, "Oh, we have no, we have no record of that." I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean you have no record of that?" And I still had all the receipts and everything, mm-hmm. and I sent them all over. And they, yeah, they made it right. They made it yeah. right. But man, they did God, give you a runaround. They sure did. All right. Uh, let's see what we talked uh, last week about Woodward. Yes, was, um, a lot of media came out this week uh, following. The 50th anniversary celebration on Woodward. Uh, Chevrolet put out their own compilation uh, video just this week, and it's it's, it's really cool. Um, a couple other, I think it's uh, was it Automotive Magazine or I can't remember. They did a they did a, a nice video from the events as well, and yep. then I also released a vlog as well this week uh, covering my three days. Of going to Lansing, going to uh, Joe Louis Arena, and Woodward. So there's been a lot of cool stuff that's come out this week. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Woodward, I think, uh, was was a much. Maybe it's because I can't take, I couldn't take part in it this year, you know, because I am 500 miles away now. But seeing it from a distance, it seemed like it was a bigger success this year than it was in previous years. Maybe not every previous year, but it just seemed like it it was done right this time. It was huge. That's definitely as as always. Uh, we we had good hot weather. We didn't have to worry about any rain. 
at least for the day of the cruise. And uh, it was it was great. It was, it was I enjoyed it. I really did. That's awesome. I wish I could have been there. Maybe next year I'm going to figure out a you know a plan out to, for me to get up there, get back up into the home area of um, Detroit, De- Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Oh man, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I know that Chrysler was doing some cool stuff. They just a quick note on them. Um, you know they released uh, the Dodge Challenger TA Charge and the Charger Daytona mm-hmm. 392 models. Um, it was a pretty pretty cool package they put together. Um, factory cold air intake and two and three quarter electronic catback cutouts and not cutouts, but uh, you know, kind of like uh, the the variable exhaust, like what the Camaro has. They kept and they they released a video where they unveiled these things. And I noticed they were saying using the guy that was presenting it, one of the marketing guys or product managers or something, was mentioning a lot. Value in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. He said that more than once, and that's something that we've talked about before when it comes to the Camaro, is the value of the car. People complain about the price, but not understanding value. So it's, it's kind of neat. And I, I raised an eyebrow because I'm like, you know, this is a four-door Charger Daytona 392. It's pretty impressive. Factory cold air intake and all that, and it, it puts out a lot of power but we never really consider that competition mm-hmm. is it because it has four doors mm, i don't know i mean you can get a hellcat one uh it's four door i mean it's got to be competition. No, you, 707 horsepower right. right you can but we never even thought about it all we talk about is the challenger is it just a matter of doors because it's probably yeah because it's in the 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 you know sports car market or pony car or however you want to call it uh in fact, uh, Dodge is upping their uh, their marketing campaign. I think against uh, Camaro and, and and Mustang, saying that uh, they are the the true muscle car um, of this era. As as um, you know, they they pump out their seven hundred and seven horsepower uh, tire smoking power. And uh, how did they put it? Uh, Camaro and Mustang are more concerned about losing weight and their track times now. I said, well, that's one way to spin it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. When you're getting your and ass actually, handed to you on the track. <laughs> I just I just answered my own question. You said muscle car, you know, they're leading muscle car, and I was think I immediately thought in my head, not with four doors, you ain't. So, uh, so maybe maybe I answered my own question. But yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think of the we talk about the challenger a lot? What do you think of the charger? It's actually pretty impressive. I see driving chargers a lot. Like when I see somebody driving like a complete ass hat on the highway, it's yeah. somebody driving a stock charger. Okay. So it must be really fun to drive. Never drove one. Never uh, drove one. Anyway. All right, moving on. We got a lot of voicemails we got to catch up on. Oh, my God. Um, we we've been promising this a lot, so hopefully we can get caught up. We got a bundle of them. So, Chris, you want to rip into them? Yeah, let's see here. Let's go, to this, let's go to this first one here. And here we go. This is Aaron Brown from White City, Oregon. I would like to see the ZL1 come with the 50th anniversary badges. I haven't seen anything where that is an option. Love Camaros, own a 69 and a 2014 ZL1. Have a great day. Thank you. Short, sweet, right to the point. Aaron Love it. from Oregon wants to see a 50th anniversary ZL1. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a Krypton Green ZL1 oh, myself. Man. We announced last week. Like Krypton Green is a go for a limited production in uh, the spring of 2017. So who knows? Uh, Cheryl said ZL1 to be determined. 
But 50th anniversary for ZL1, not going to happen. Not going to mm. happen, I don't think. Kind of a no. bummer. No. That's not to say you couldn't make sort of your own. Um. I guess you could buy the badges. I mean, everybody did that with Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm surprised. I am very surprised. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's. we used to do, complain a lot where people would take Z28 badges or SS badges and stick them on the stock V6 Camaro and say, hey, I got an SS now. Huh. Yeah. But okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a prude. Okay. Good voicemail, man. Thank yeah. you for calling in. Let's go to the next one. I just wanted to say that I think Camaros are slow and that Mustangs are fat. But never mind. I know that for a fact. Uh, also, there is no such thing as a 50th anniversary Camaro. Because you got to think, um, what happened to the 2003 to the 2009 Camaros? Where they at? Oh, that's right. They didn't make them then. Chevrolet. <laughs> what is with the Mustang? What, what is with the Chevy haters in the last two weeks? Damn. Mm. Damn, I got to beep out another one. <laughs> um, well, maybe you should. Chris, you... Okay, no, I'm not going to do that again. Um, At first, I thought that was Postal Dave. It kind of sounded like him, but I, I, I saw from the number that it definitely wasn't. So, okay, well, never mind the entertaining the juvenile, juvenile nature of the call. Um, and thank you for your comments. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Camaro. the release of the Camaro, not 50 years of them making it. Right, you I can't mean, remove 1967. You just can't. Yeah, I, I guess you got a point. That's one way to look at it. But it's, it's, it's not 50 years of continuous production. It's 50 years since it was originally produced. Right. That's what you do as a, for, well, I don't know. Maybe he's got a point. A yeah. stupid one, yeah. but a point. Yeah. All right, next voicemail. <laughs> Thanks, whoever you are, mystery caller. Yeah. Hi, my name is Nick McCoy from Front Row, Virginia. I am currently going through a build on an 85 IROC Z, 5-speed, 5.7-liter car, and I was wondering what the best way to get posi track would be, a mini spool or to weld the diff, but for street, would a full spool setup do me any good? Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Nick McCoy calling in from Virginia, doing a build on a on a third gen here, looking cool. for some looking for some tech advice. Everybody's got an opinion on that one. Um, if if I remember right, I would follow my dad's advice and go with the mini spool. But um, this is one of those things where a lot of people have a lot of different uh, opinions on that. I would very much like to have our listeners, who's got much better experience, Chris, than you and yeah, I, totally. other than just what we've heard, to call in and give your thoughts on this one. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be probably a little more accurate. My, I remember my dad ran a mini spool for a while. Yeah. Um, for the street. I think good that's question. what he said, for the street. Yeah. Not, not too often we get a technical question like this one. Um, and since we're not quite that hardcore in drag racing, we're not the best source, but we can source somebody who can yeah okay all listeners this is your call who's got experience with rear ends mini spools and and whatnot welding the diff what are you thinking you want to give us a call and give this help uh help our buddy out and and uh with his answer and you know and how do you know how to do that by doing uh, this hey want to be part of this show well we want to hear from you just hit our digits at 586-486-3182 24 hours a day leave us a message and we'll feature it in an upcoming show so what are you waiting for do it now these have been some interesting voicemails the last couple of weeks, you know? Some yeah. things we, we really haven't gotten in the in the past, like, uh, you know, the hate. Yeah. I, wow. Wow. No, it's not <laughs> hate. It's just good fun. Just, okay. 
we got a couple more to go through here, and here's the next one. So, yeah, uh, full disclosure to you guys, this is, uh, first of all, this is AJ, the resident Mustang guy that listens to a Camaro podcast because I like Mustangs, Camaro, Chimes, and all kinds of cars. Um, there may be a, a few profanities that you may have to bleep out, so I'll give you guys a heads up to the from last week that called in talking about Camaros and Thomas and they're un-American, like, uh, and they might as well be a Nissan. I live in Mississippi, and we have one of the biggest Nissan plants in the country, if not the biggest. And, in a, and it has uh, made over 10,000 jobs in the state, and most of Nissans aren't even made in Japan anymore. They're made over here in America. So, yeah, so, you know, I don't even know what you're getting with that. So, technically, Nissan is an American brand since the majority of Nissan vehicles are made over here in America. So, that's that. that. But to get to uh, the main reason I called before I listen to the podcast is uh, for Chris and Chase. If you guys were given $50,000 and had the choice between a Pontiac G8 GXP, which is the uh, the most powerful GXP G8 that they made, which was also the only one you get with the six-speed manual, and a new Chevrolet SS, which one would you guys pick? Um, as far as opinion-wise, which one you like more, or, you know, as far as a collector standpoint, which one would you guys rather own, uh, like I said, the Pontiac G8 GXP, or the uh, the new Chevrolet SS, uh, and uh, like last week I met, you know I got cut off last week, so I'm gonna say salute to Post Day since he sent me a shout out last time. So uh, like I said, that's all I wanted, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Well, thanks for calling in, AJ. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. thanks for uh, defending us and <laughs> making Chris bleep more shit out. Oh, I tell you, I tell you. Okay, he oh. wants to know. If we could have a Pontiac G8 GXP or uh-huh. a Chevy SS, what would we pick? You can get the Chevy S in the six speed, SS in the six-speed, right? Right. I get the SS, no, no question. Yeah. Well, he mentioned collectability, too, so I think they made the GXP only one year. That is true, and it's a, I think it's more aggressive-looking for sure. Yeah, yeah. But the Chevy SS, this is the last year for the, for the Chevy SS, so they've made that for, what, three years? Uh, only the last two years, I think it was available with a manual. Yeah. Right. But you can get Magna Ride in it too. So, yeah. Um, the uh, the Chevy SS, I think, is a is a more, I guess, performance suited vehicle, and and that would be the reason why I would choose the Chevy SS. Plus, I like the looks of it a little bit better too. I think I like the looks of the Pontiac a touch better, but I do like the idea of Magna Ride. But I also like the idea that there's kind of a a, a nice cult following. Um, with with the Pontiac G8, especially the GXP. In fact, I've been kicking around. Chris, I don't think I've even told you this, but I've been kind of kicking around the idea of picking up like a gently used but medium mileage GTO. Oh, okay. Just to tool around with until um, until maybe I get uh, my hands on another on a ZL1 if if I ever get the chance to. Cool. So uh, never be been a Pontiac had a Pontiac before, so that might be one to. One to uh, one to grab. So yeah. good voicemail, AJ. Thank you very much for yeah. that. Good question too. All right, let's go to the next voicemail here and see if we get some more hate. 
Hey guys, this is Dr. Damon calling from uh, sunny Southern California. Uh, still listening to the show, still enjoying it uh, every week. I uh, just wanted to call in and say that I'm happy to hear that the green is going to be offered on the Camaro. I think it was great. Um, as you remember, I have a Synergy Green SS. Still love my car. Um, I think I'll have to live vicariously through one of you guys if you guys get a green VL1, though, because my next car is probably going to have to be probably going to be a charger of some sort. Um, anyway, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the pricing on the VL1 is below the Hellcat. Um, I think that's a great marketing move uh, with GM with the pricing. So I think the pricing on the VL1 is great. I think the SS's are priced a little bit high, but anyway, they're all great cars, um, and I look forward to see what the future of Camaro brings. All right, guys, take care. Dr. Damon, haven't heard from him in a while, but yeah, he's he's pretty happy that they're going to come out with a Krypton Green for the Camaro. As a as Synergy yeah. Green owner, as himself, that's awesome. Yeah. And oh. you know, I, I when, when I heard Green, I thought about him too. I just couldn't couldn't remember his, his name off the top of my head, but I'm glad he called in. Yeah, and I don't understand why he says he has to. He's thinking he has to go to a charger now or something. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't Was quite it because get that of four part do, either. Four doors. I don't know. I don't know. Doctor D, why don't you call back and clarify your statement, sir? <laughs> cool. Good to hear from him. And we have yeah. one more voicemail here. And then we'll be caught up. And we'll be all caught up. Yes, nice. here we go. It's postal day. Hey, guys. Jason, Chris, uh, Jason Port, uh, Al Oppenheiser, uh, Scott Stelmeyer, uh Little Vito the Kid. Uh, who else? Uh, anyways, I got up to the Little Dream Cruise. I was hoping to see you guys up at the Mile for Al, but we're down there with a bunch of nice guys down there. I even had a Japanese tourist recognize me. I was sitting there, had a little uh, postal truck on my strut bar on the engine, and he's like, oh, postal day, oh. I was like, and then I started asking about Godzilla and explained to me that Godzilla wasn't real, and I told him about my Santa Claus thing when my parents told me about that. I said, well, I guess, you know, I'm going to have to, like, give up Godzilla because Godzilla's not real. But anyways, it was fun. Uh... I got up at 11 Friday, went up at 2.30 a.m. to Toledo, and then got up there at uh, Woodward Drinkers around 9, I think, 9 or 9.30 a.m. And we were there all day, and then we went back to Toledo around 2 or 3. And then I got home Saturday, Saturday night, yeah. So I was up for about 27 hours. That was lots of fun. But anyways, it was a great time. I wish I could have seen Al Oppenheiser and Jason Port and... Maybe Scott Selmeyer. I don't know if he was there. But, uh, yeah. And who was not there? Who who was it? Who was it? Oh, yeah. Jason was in there. Jason Zerber. All right. Let's see you guys later. Uh, maybe next year we'll have the BB-ONZ either in Lansing or Indianapolis. But those roads in Michigan suck. The ramps are even worse. It's like potholes every three feet. So, sign up. Postal day. <laughs> Postal Dave calling with a semi-coherent message, but didn't quite understand the Godzilla reference. But yeah, lost to Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm glad you made it out to the Camaro Corral. I didn't make it down there. I stayed in Birmingham, where all the Chevrolet exhibits were, and that's where Al was. And 
all the cool stuff. And I know the, the corrals down at the complete other end of Woodward and you're kind of locked in down there, but I know there's a lot of traffic down there too, but yep. wish I could have saw you postal day. I'm sorry. And the, and the roads do, and the roads do suck. Yeah, they do. They suck rhino. I, that's when I went back in June to, to visit. Oh my gosh. That was, I forgot how sh- bad they were. Yeah. <laughs> They're horrible. At least they're, they're starting to fix some stuff like immediately around me. They've spent the entire summer completely redoing all of 19 Mile. Um, they've redone Shaner. They are currently in the process of redoing Utica right now. Oh, so those are really, really bad. What they really need to do now is, is do Garfield next because Garfield is horrible oh, yeah. too. But you know, that's one thing I do like about down here is when they repair roads, which is isn't very often, but when they do, they go in, they do it, they get out, they're done. Yeah. It doesn't take all year to do six miles. Yeah. God. No and if I'm not mistaken, if they do not meet their deadline, they get fined a significant amount of money on a daily basis for yeah. every day they're late. I mean, it's the same here. In fact, there's oh. there's even bonuses built in for days uh, that they get ahead of ahead of the project. So. That's usually usually built in. That's common common thing now. But yeah, we're caught up on voicemails now, dude. Six cool. of them. That's cool. I guess we're getting close to being out of time, though, for this week's episode. Uh, a couple of things I did want to talk about that we're probably just going to have to get to later on. Um, but as a quick heads up, um, LS Fest is coming up, uh, which is going to be cool. I'm going to be there down here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, what is it? September... Uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Where's it at here? Yeah, September 9th, 10th, and 11th, 2016, Beach Bend Raceway Park, Bowling Green, Kentucky. If you've never been to LS Fest, it's really, really cool. Drag racing, autocross, show and shine, dino challenge. They even have drifting challenge, um, special events, engine swap challenge. A lot of really cool cars, a lot of very fast cars. My, I was very fortunate that my uh, 2010 Camaro was actually on display in the tech effects booth right next to Mr. Mark Stilo's creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Stilo, as you know, being the engineer behind the twenty, the 5th Gen Camaro Z28. You know, Stilo's working on a new car right now, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to grab an interview with him while, while I'm down here. Maybe a couple interviews. But uh, check it out, holly.com slash events slash LSFest, or just do a Google search for LSFest. If you're going to be here, be there, be there. Call in, let us know, and we'll try to. Chris, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it, but I will definitely be making it unless you know something. They can buy you a beer. Someone actually came up to me in Lansing, shook my hand, and said, "Hey, Chris, I'm here, but I'm sorry, I'm not buying you a beer." <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Why not? Are you not worth a beer, Chris? Well, we were in Lansing anyway, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know how many bars are in Lansing? Yeah. I think there's more drunks in Lansing per capita than people. <laughs> oh, man. It's, a, it's an auto plant town. Yeah. There's bars everywhere. Uh, you let's, know what? Let's we cover should, should... one last thing before we end the show. We one have... or two, depending on what it is, because I got something else, too. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, you talked about oh. last week bringing this. We talking about this this week, and we, we, uh, we said this at the beginning of the show. Um Lethal, lethal hammer. Uh, yeah, we interviewed him a couple months ago. 
uh, he he does a runs a great YouTube channel, does uh, reviews, guides, vlogs, and stuff like that on his sixth gen Camaro. And um, the one of his latest videos talks about uh, cold air intakes. Mm-hmm. And um, he tried a couple. It dyno yep. tested them. And what yep. happened? Um, nothing. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Cold air inductions and Mishimoto. Yeah, the Mishimoto one. Yeah. Stock airbox. And, um, you know, when I had my 2010 Camaro, uh, I had one of the, one of the earlier, you know, uh, L99 versions and, uh, my local speed shop, dyno shop wanted to test it because they, um, had a couple of ideas for doing a cold air intake and they found that, um, what's important here, this has been the age old question, which air intake should I get? My answer to that one is whatever you can afford or whatever you think looks best because now you're not going to, don't expect the 20 to 30 horsepower that they claim you're going to get. No. You will not get it, and I'll tell you exactly why, especially in, in my situation. Because on the dyno, you put a vacuum meter on the stock intake, there's zero vacuum, meaning it get, is getting all the air that it needs to be efficient to make the engine run. You could have an air intake system that's as big as a stadium, <laughs> and you're not going to get any more air in because there's zero vacuum. What's the opposite of vacuum? Boost. That's why when you put a blower on your car, you get boost. Yeah. So that's the first thing I would do before you even buy anything. Go to your dyno shop and throw it on the dyno and have them test it. Test the vacuum. Yeah. If you have zero vacuum, you will get zero horsepower on top of that, period. They engineered the stock airbox pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's probably why you're not going to get anything. You might get different sound. You might get reduced air engine temperatures, but... Yeah, because they can, they can also uh, massage the way the air comes in by the design of the hose. Uh, so I don't know if that's a way to get more air in there. Well, no, because it's, va- it's vacuum. You, the only way to get more air in there is to force it in with forced induction. Otherwise... It's only sucking so much air, and it's getting all the air that it needs. If there's vacuum, that means there's there's a there's a like a bottleneck somewhere in the system. You reduce remove that bottleneck, then you'll have zero vacuum again. So it comes down to a what's cheaper, b which one you like most, or c which one sounds better. But think about this: in order to make it sound better, it has to do something with that air to make it give it that whooshing sound, which may be restricting it. You may lose power. Hmm. Crazy, huh? Well, it's not like the old LT1 days where the stock airbox went from fat to super skinny where you had to pull that thing off. Remember how That's restrictive right. that airbox was? That's right. I mean, look at the, look at, I'm just going by my 2010 Camaro intake. It was pretty simple. It was the airbox with the filter in a, in a straight pipe that goes into the intake. There was no convoluted twisting over the radiator like the fourth gens were. God, that was so stupid. Yeah. Just stupid. Well, they had to figure out how to stick it in there anyways, right? I know, but that's, that's GM, and that's what hurt GM back in the day is, eh, we'll just smash it in there and screw it. Yeah. So yeah. good video by our friends there at uh, our, our buddy uh, Matt, uh, Leith, a.k.a. Lethal Hammer. He pumps out, it seems like, 10 videos a week now. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. But uh, check it out. Check it out and tell us what you think, if you, especially if you have experience on the dyno with playing around with vacuum and all that. Cool. Final note from me. Um, somebody who I've been a fan of since I was a little kid. I'm talking seven or eight years old, not knowing why I was a fan of, of hers until I got a little older. But the lovely Linda Vaughn, Miss Hurst, yeah. is re- recovering from a heart attack. Oh. Yeah. 
Now, if you don't know who she is, she's a very historic figure in motorsports, especially drag racing. A wonderful lady. Chris, you and I got the pleasure of hanging out with her a little bit, just casually at SEMA a couple, three years ago. Yeah. Sweetest woman in the world. Yeah, we uh, walked all the way to the press event with her because, well, she couldn't find out how to get there. So we kind and, of and we, uh, we, buddied up. Yep, we buddied up. She's just the sweetest lady you could ever meet in your life for being Miss Hurst. And, you know, and, and she, it, what astounds me is her memory. Her memory is unbelievable. She could remember you from meeting you once at a particular race 10 years ago. And wow. she'll remember you by name. Wow. And uh, so, you know, she, she's been in, in the motorsports industry a long time. She's 73 years old, but she still looks like a million bucks. And Linda, if, if you're listening to this, which would I'd just be flattered if you were, um, by all means, please get well so we can see you this year at SEMA, which we'll be talking about in a lot in upcoming episodes, by the way. Absolutely, Don't our, yeah. Our meet and greet is, sep- uh, excuse me, November. Yeah. It's like November, November the 2nd, w- maybe? Wednesday in November. Hold on. November 2nd. Wednesday night, November 2nd at the Octane Bar. It's always a good time. Heck yeah. Somebody's going to buy us drinks. Especially when Thunder from Down Under lets out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like a bad night at you know Roy Bertito's Taco Bar or something. <laughs> Always entertaining. Always entertaining. It's 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 a good time. So if you're going to be in the Las Vegas area for SEMA, be sure to block that off on your calendar. We'll be talking more about it in the future, but I think we're planning way out of time on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show though. Real good show. Yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Get well, Linda Vaughn. We'll be back next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!